Hello, good morning. This is Rick Pina, and I am bringing you today's word for May 30th, 2023. So what we do on this podcast on today's word is we go into the word of God on a daily basis. We seek whatever God wants me to share as it relates to his word. We cover a passage of scripture and then we break it down. And I ask this question every day. So what does this mean for you today? We call it today's word. We've been doing this for over 25 years and I trust that you've been enjoying it. So listen, as I get into the word this morning, I want you to know that we have a brand new series. We just spent from January 2nd to last Friday on the miracles of Jesus. And we covered every miracle that Jesus performed that's documented in the Bible. Now he performed a lot, a lot of other ones that are not documented, but the ones that are in the, in the book, we covered those and it took us about five months and I hope that you enjoyed it. And so now as I was praying about, as I, that series was coming to an end, I was like, Lord, what do you want me to teach next? And, and I wasn't sure what it was. And now what he led me to teach, it may take to the end of the year. I don't know. This is going to be a, this is going to be another long series. He said, okay, now that you taught on the miracles of Jesus, I want you to teach on the parables of Jesus, the parables that Jesus taught. So we have the miracles and we have the parables. And so as we go through this this year, I believe that this is going to be a blessing to you. I want you to open up your heart and get ready to receive from this new series. All right, so here we go. Brand new series today. Uh, but before we get into the series, let me just uh, share a scripture that we've been meditating on all year. This is a scripture that the Lord gave our church, and I want to keep it before our eyes and our hearts. Psalms 126 and verse 4, the Bible says, now, Lord, do it again. Say, do it again. Put that in the chat. Say, Lord, do it again. Restore us to the former glory. I declare that whatever you lost along the way, that you've been walking with God, any area of your life that dried up in this season, God is going to refresh it. So restore us to the former glory. May streams of your refreshing flow over us until dry hearts are drenched again. Put in the chat, no dry areas for me. As I'm walking with God and God is walking with me, I don't want any area of my life to dry up. I want to be able to walk with fresh wind, fresh fire, fresh anointing, fresh favor, fresh infillings of the Holy Spirit. Say amen to that. So... This is a season of refreshing and restoring for us. And uh, I, I, I now have a better understanding of why the Lord led me to the parables. As I was kind of meditating on, on that over this weekend, long weekend, by the way. And we thank God for all of those that sacrificed greatly for the freedoms that we enjoy. And we honor them and their children and their children's children. That's what Memorial Day is about. I think some people confuse Memorial Day with Veterans Day. But anyway, let me get back to the series. So as I was thinking about um, refreshing and restoring. And I was, as I was thinking about the miracles of Jesus, and we just spent five months looking at the miracles of Jesus. And now it's going to take me months to teach on the parables of Jesus. As we get to this, it's almost like the Lord was saying, what I want you to do, son, is take them back to the basics. Put in the chat, back to the basics. Sometimes we have to go back to the basics. Sometimes we've just lost our way. Like, like when I'm teaching you the miracles of Jesus and now the parables of Jesus, these are foundational truths. And sometimes we have to go back to the basics 
in order to, to get refreshed and restored so that we can go forward. And so put in the chat, going back to the basics is okay with me. Sometimes we have to go back in order to go forward. We want to go to foundational truths. So what are parables? Parables are more than just stories, right? These are unique ways in which Jesus imparted heavenly truths. Remember, God's ways are above our ways, his thoughts above our thoughts. So parables are natural stories, but they have supernatural meanings. You can put that in the chat if you want. Parables are natural stories with supernatural meanings. Parables contain mysteries, right? They, com they contain these spiritual insights. They contain life-changing wisdom. And all of that is, is locked up inside of these stories. So over the next few months, what we're going to do is we're going to unpack and unfold and unravel these stories. We're going to go into all of the parables. It will take me months, to be clear. And as we go through this, as I'm, I'm teaching you the truths and the wisdom of God, found in the stories or the parables, I pray that you will apply them to your life so that you can become the man or the woman that God has called you to be. So why did te Jesus teach in parables? I'm going to give you a few reasons, and then we'll cover that as we go. So here's the first one. Parables are relatable. Say relatable, right? Parables are relatable. You can put that in the chat if you want. So parables are relatable. They are drawn from everyday life. So here we have God up here, and we're down here, and God is like, "How do I communicate my ah, How do I communicate my infinite nature to these people in a way that I'm infinite, they are finite? So how can I communicate to them in a way that they can get it? So, so Jesus used things from everyday life to communicate spiritual truths to us in a way that we can understand. He he talked about baking. He talked about farming. He talked about throwing a party. He talked about fishing. He talked about somebody losing a coin and you know you've been looking for it. He talked all of this stuff. He talked about these things. And so now what we he talked about throwing seed and sowing and all that. Okay, well now these are things that are relatable and so he's taking ordinary things to communicate to ordinary people, but he's communicating supernatural or extraordinary truths. Thank God that he loves us so much to communicate in a way that we can understand. You got it? So number one, parables are relatable. Number two, parables are memorable. Say memorable. Now, I love the fact that they are memorable. Why? Because I'm a storyteller. <laughs> I'm a storyteller. I love telling stories and I love engaging with people in stories. And, and as I'm telling a story, it's like I'm painting the picture. People are there. They're like engaged with me as I'm telling the story. My son, Ethan, my youngest, he has the same gift. I mean, he's a storyteller, man. He is so engaging, right? So I love telling stories. Jesus told stories. Why? Because stories have a way of locking us in. Like we're engaged in the story. Like the word entertain means to retain or to, to hold your attention. Well, stories are entertaining because they hold our attention. So what happens is Jesus communicated in stories because they have a way of sticking in our minds. They have a way of sticking in our minds better than like facts or figures ever could. So Jesus embedded spiritual truths inside of stories so that these stories would hold lessons and so that the lessons would be remembered and retold and passed on from generation to generation. Parables are mem memorable. You got it? All right. Number three, parables cause us to reflect. You can put that in the chat if you want. Parables cause us to reflect. So Jesus used these stories, not just like one-dimensional stories. No, they are layers and layers and layers of revelation to these stories. So these stories have depth to them. So when, when you're, you're listening to these stories, they're like multi-layered, multi-faceted stories. And these stories are rich in symbolism. And they invite us to pause and slow down and think and ponder and consider and reflect 
right? They provoke us to consider our own ways. They provoke us to consider our own lives. And so there, there are layers or there are levels to this, like young people will say, and they, parables cause us to reflect. And then number four, par- Jesus used parables to reveal truths to those, watch this, who were willing to hear and understand, and also to conceal it from those who were not. So in Isaiah chapter 6, verses 9 and 10, Isaiah chapter 6, verses 9 and 10, the Bible says that, that there will come a, a time where Jesus would reveal things and, and there were people present. He says, having eyes, they could not see, having ears, they could not hear, and having a heart, they could not understand. So Jesus is saying, I'm, I, I'm releasing spiritual truths through parables, and some people are going to be able to see, hear, and understand, and others are going to be present, and they will not see, hear, or understand because they lack spiritual discernment. So Jesus put the truths of the kingdom of God inside of these stories, and he put it out there, and he was like, some of you are going to get it, and some of you are not. So these parables challenge us to to really be, be able to walk in spiritual discernment. They comfort us. They provoke us, right? And they bring us ultimately closer to God because they are revealing the character and the attributes of God. But having ears, we have to hear. Having eyes, we have to see. And having a heart, we have to understand. So let me just say this. Buckle up. Buckle up, my friends, because it's going to take me months to get through this. I'm a teacher, man. I just love to teach. I love it. Like I'm called to do this. When you're doing what you're called to do, don't you just have the energy and the passion for it? I love it. I love to do what God has called me to do. I get to, this is not something I've got to do. This is something I get to do. It is a privilege. So I closed out the series on the miracles with what I consider to be the mother of all miracles. That was Jesus raising Lazarus from the dead. That was the last miracle we covered. I saved that for last. Well, I'm going to start with what I consider to be the mother of all parables. The mother of all parables for me is a parable of the sower. I'm not going to end with that. I'm going to start with that because to me, this parable is like foundational. Jesus said, if you don't understand this parable, how can you understand any parable? So I need you to understand this parable first. It's the parable of the sower. And once we get into it, it's going to take me a while for me to teach through this parable. But this parable teaches about fruitfulness, receptivity, and the different responses we should have to the word of God. At the end of the day, God wants my life, your life to be fruitful. And so it is the word of God that is an incorruptible seed, the Bible says, whereby men are born again, and the word of God can produce fruit in my life. Watch this. The word of God does two things. You can put this in the chat. The word of God does two things. Watch this. It produces change in me and fruit from me. The word of God produces change in me. It should change my my character, <clears throat> my uh, my ways, my conduct, all of that. And it should produce fruit from me. When God looks at me, he's looking for my life to be fruitful. Put in the chat, I am fruitful. Put in the chat, the word of God produces change in me and fruit from me. The change is for me, the fruit is for other people. So after I get, as I get into this uh, parable of the sower, I want you to open up your heart to receive. I'm just going to introduce the parable to you today. Obviously, I've already covered a lot. But as we go through each of these, I want you to have eyes to see ears to hear, and a heart to understand. And so after Jesus taught this parable in Mark chapter four, he taught this parable. And when he was done, he said this, those who have ears, let them hear. Um, Those who have eyes, let them see. Basically, he was saying, if you have spiritual discernment, you'll be able to understand what I was saying. 
And when he walked away, later his team came to him, his staff, his personal staff, came to Jesus and they said, well, hey, Jesus, you said that, you know, we're supposed to understand what you said about the story of the parable. Well, we don't understand it. And Jesus said, do you not understand this story? If you don't understand this one, how will you understand any story? He was like, if you don't understand this parable, how will you understand any parable, which is why I'm starting with this one. He says, if you don't understand this one, you got, listen, you got to understand it. So this is what he said in Mark chapter four, beginning at verse 13. And then he broke it down. He told his team, okay, you don't understand it. Let me explain it to you. So I'm going to share with you what Jesus said in the explanation of the parable of the sower. And then we're going to take our time to break this down. Mark chapter four, beginning at verse 13. I'm going to read from verses 13 through 20 from the easy to read version. He says, the farmer is someone who plants God's teaching inside of people. So the word of God, the seed is the word and it's God's teaching. And the sower is planting God's teaching down inside of people. He said, now, sometimes the teaching, the word falls on the path. That's like the people that hear the teaching of God. But as soon as they hear it, Satan comes immediately and snatches it away, takes away the teaching that was planted in their heart. Now, other people are like the seed that's planted on rocky ground, say rocky ground. Now, these are the people that hear the teaching and they quickly and gladly accept it. They say, amen, pastor, go in, you preach it now. Oh, hallelujah. Yeah, but then they don't allow the word of God to go deep into their lives. So they get excited on Sunday morning. They high five their neighbor, but they keep it only for a short time. And as soon as trouble comes or persecution comes because of the word, these people give up. They're quick to give up. Other people are like the seed or the teaching that's planted amongst the thorny weeds. Say thorny weeds. These are the people that hear the teaching. Oh man. But their lives become full of other things. What other things? The cares of this world, the love of money and everything else they want. They have selfish desires. So that keeps the word of God from growing because the word of God is trying to grow in their heart. But at the same time, they have the love of money, the cares of this world, the deceitfulness of riches, desires, selfish desires, all of that stuff grows up and it chokes out the word and it keeps the word from producing. Now, other people are like the seed that's planted on good ground. Say, I'm good ground. Put in the chat, say, I am good ground. Okay, these are the people that hear the word of God and they accept it. And then they allow the word to work. And then the word grows and it produces a harvest in their lives. Now, sometimes 30 times more, sometimes 60 times more, sometimes a hundred times more. Now, I'm going to take my time teaching through this parable. Obviously, you know me. I'm not, I'm not in a rush. It's probably going to take me weeks to get through this one. And then I got like a lot of parables to get through, but we'll get through it. So what does this mean for you today? So what I want to do is just introduce the parable of the sower to you today. So I'm going to give you a few quick thoughts and then we'll close this out. And then we're going to take a deep dive into the parable of the sower beginning, starting tomorrow. So let's just talk about high level, the parable of the sower. Let me give you some quick thoughts. You ready? All right, here's number one. The sower went forth to sow. He released the same seed, say same seed on four different types of soil. So there were four different types of results, but it was not because the sower was different. It was the same sower. It's not because the seed was different. No, it was the same seed. There was four results because the soil was different. And guess what? You and I were the soil. So different people receive things differently from God. And based on how they receive it, they produce. So I am going to produce based on how I receive it. 
you are going to produce based on how you receive it. So we need to be careful how we receive the things of God. Number two, you must remain focused when God is speaking. So you must remain focused. When God is speaking, you need to be listening. If you don't, you can miss out on what God is saying. This is why you can be in the same place at the same time, hear the same word, and one person get blessed, the other person not. Matter of fact, Hebrews chapter four and verse two says, the gospel, the good news was preached unto us, say us, as well as unto them, say them, but it did not profit them not being mixed with faith and them that heard it. You can be in us or them. You can be in the same place at the same time, hear the same word, and people are leaving the church like, oh my God, my life has changed. And you could be like, well, I don't know. I didn't get nothing out of that. Well, the problem was not with the word. The problem was with the seed. I mean, the soil. The problem was not with the seed. The seed was good. The problem was with the soil. So some people were in a position to receive. Other people were not. And so the same seed falls on different types of soil and some will produce from it and some will not. And it's not because the word was bad. It's not because the sower was bad. It's because the soil was not ready. You got it? All right, number three, God is always speaking. Say God is always speaking. But the problem is that we are not always listening. If, you're, if your heart is not open to what God is saying, you will miss out on critical information and revelation. So there's critical information and revelation that comes from God through the Holy Spirit. And some people are attuned to hearing it. Some people are not. So you can miss out on critical information and revelation if you're not tuned in to the Holy Spirit. So it's not that God didn't provide it. God provided it, but you missed out on it. Why? Because your heart was not open to receive, which is why I tell you all the time. And I, and I pray for you all the time for you to be open. Say, Lord, I'm open. Your heart needs to be open to what God is saying. Your heart needs to be attuned to the, to the divine impulses of the Holy Spirit. That's how we walk with God. Say amen to that. Number four, when God is speaking through someone, there's a voice behind the voice and there's a word behind the word. So like while I'm teaching right now the word of God, there's actually a voice behind my voice. There's actually a word behind my word. And so if you listen, but you got to be careful and prayerful. If you listen for the Holy Spirit, you will hear the Holy Spirit in what I'm saying, right? And so you'll be able to hear what the Holy Spirit is saying through me, which is why, let's say I preach, I finish preaching, and at the end, when I'm done preaching, I go somewhere and I preach, and when I'm done preaching, normally I go to the back. But let's say I hang out at the front for a minute. I hang out at the front, and people come up to talk to me, and then there's like a line for me, and then they come up, and the first person, let's say, is a woman. She comes up to me, and she'd be like, oh my God. Brother Pinion, oh my God, oh glory, oh my God. It's like it's like you had a camera in my house. That word was just for me. That word was tailor-made for me, Brother Pinion. It's like, okay, well, praise God. It wasn't me anyway, so to God be the glory. Okay, thank you. I'm going through this, I'm going through this. In my marriage, oh my God, that word was for me. It was just for me. To God be the glory. I love you, God bless you. She leaves. Next guy comes. Hey, what's up, bro? Hey, what's up, man? Oh my God, bro. That, 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 that word was for me, man. That word was for me. I, I mean, like, you was all up in my business, man. Was, you was all up in my Kool-Aid, man. You know, it's like, all right, for, for real? Okay, praise God. Man, I'm going through something with my son. 
And that worked. Now, the other lady, that was a completely different situation. She said it was for her. This guy, man, that was, man, it was my son, man. Let's go. All right, cool. All right, praise God. Next person comes. This guy says, hey, man, I'm in business. I'm struggling with my business right now. But that word is, it just encouraged me. Oh, now this word was about business now. Okay, cool. One was about marriage. One was about your son. Now, okay. And I'm like, I didn't preach on none of that, but it's okay. You know what happens? I'm preaching. I'm preaching the logos. And at the same time, the Holy Ghost is releasing rhema. So there's a word behind my word. There's a voice behind my voice. That's why you can listen to today's word and you will hear what you need to hear. You will hear what you need to hear because it's a spiritual thing. There is a spiritual thing going on when I'm releasing the word of God, which is why you must receive spiritual things with spiritual discernment. You got to be discerning to be able to hear what you need to hear. You got to be discerning to be, why? Because I, God can take the same message I preach and 50 people hear 50 different things because they are listening through the Holy Ghost and the Holy Ghost is giving them a tailor-made word. Say amen to that. Glory to God. Number five, God likens you to the soil in this parable. He sends people with seed. Like I'm a, I'm a sower and every day I take the word of God and I'm sowing it. I'm so Now some of you receive it, some of you may not. Some of you receive it on a greater level than others, right? So I'm sowing it. I sow the word of God, and but the results are not on me. God is the one that controls outcomes. All I can do is sow the word of God. If you reject it, you ain't rejecting me. If you don't receive it, you ain't, hey, that has nothing to do with me. If you receive it a little bit, but not more, that's not on me. That's between you and God. So if it fails to produce results, it's not because of the sower, it's not because of the seed, it's because of the soil. So I have to be... I just release it. You have to receive what God is saying to you. Say amen to that. Number six, you must live your life with discipline and focus in order to consistently hear from God. So I'm going to close with this point for today. So I talk to you sometimes about receiving and responding to the Holy Spirit, receiving from and responding to the Holy Spirit. You can put that in the chat. Say my life is about receiving from and responding to the Holy Spirit. So this is how we live a spirit-led life. To be clear, you could be born again and not listen to the Holy Spirit. You could be filled with the Spirit of God and never listen to the Spirit of God at all. You, you can be born again. Watch this. You can be born again, filled with the Holy Ghost. You can love God. You can go to church every Sunday, be a good church attender, and never listen to God's voice. You, you can be a person that God is speaking to you all the time, but you're never listening. Why? We already saw it because of the cares of this world, the deceitfulness of riches, the pursuit of other things. You go to church because you want to check that off. You, you, you're born again. You love God. Yes. You give. Hey, let me just give a portion of charitable donations, but you're not listening to God. Why? Because your life is full of other things. To me, my life is pretty simple, receiving and responding. I only do whatever the Holy Spirit tells me to do. That's it. I, I don't have any ulterior motive. I don't have any other agenda. I'm about to announce a transition where I'm going from one position to another position. I'm actually leaving one company, going to another. You know why I'm doing it? Because the Holy Spirit told me to do it. That's it. I joined, when, I'm, when I left the military, I went to this one place because the Holy Ghost told me to go. I didn't even know why I was going there, but the Lord had a plan and it's been great. And after eight years, the Lord is like, now go here. And I'm going. You know why? Because God has a plan. And, and I know it's going to be great. Life is simple when it boils down to receiving and responding. 
I receive from and respond to the Holy Spirit. Jesus said, I only say those things I hear. I only do those things I see. He was, Jesus was like, man, I, I'm not, I'm not even sweating it. I mean, I just live my life is simple. That's why the disciples, the disciples never said, Jesus, teach us how to multiply fishes and loaves. Jesus, teach us how to walk on water. No. Jesus, teach us how to raise the dead. No. One thing the disciples said, Jesus, before you leave, man, you got to teach us how to pray. Because I don't know what it is, but you go over there in the morning. And it's like you get your orders from headquarters. No matter where we are, you leave us in the morning. You go away. And it's like you get your orders from headquarters. And when you come back, you know what we're going to do today. It's like you go over there one day. We, You know the route that we take from Capernaum to Jerusalem. We never go through Samaria. One day you went to pray. And when you came back, you said, hey, guys, today we must go through Samaria. Crazy stuff. One day you went off to pray. And when you came back, you said, hey. Come on, guys, go over to this other town. Over there, there's going to be a donkey. The donkey's waiting on me. Hey, grab that donkey and bring him here. If somebody asks you, say, the kingdom have need of the donkey. <laughs> Jesus said there's going to be a donkey. How did he know the donkey was going to be there? He went off to pray. Come on, man. I mean, it's like, Jesus, Lord, teach us to pray. It was like, no, no, we, we, we just need you to teach us how to do that thing. That thing where you go off and you come back and you already know, and you just know. You have spiritual discernment. You always know. You have perfect wisdom in every situation. Why? Because you hear from the Father. Lord, teach us to pray. We're going to learn a lot in this series. I hope that you get ready. for. I mean, open up your heart to receive. This is going to be good. Put in the chat, say, this is going to be good. All right, I want you to build up your expectations, and let's close out this message with a declaration of faith. I want you to lift up your voice. And say this, say, Father, this is a season of refreshing and restoring for me. I thank you for having reignited my faith with the series on the miracles. Now my heart is open to receive from the parables. To maximize my purpose and potential, I must hear from you every day. And I declare that I do. I do not live by bread only. I live by every word that proceeds from out of your mouth. You are speaking. I am listening. I read what you said so I can hear what you're saying. I have ears to hear. I have eyes to see. And I have a heart to understand. I receive insight, wisdom, revelation, and understanding from your word and from your spirit every day. As I do, you provide clarity for my life and living. I am good ground. My life produces a harvest, which is why I can boldly declare greater is coming for me. I declare this by faith in Jesus' name. Amen. This is today's word. Guess what? Tomorrow, I'm going to have another one. Please apply it and prosper. If you're not getting my notes, which is, I don't know why you wouldn't be getting my notes, but if you're not getting my notes and you get them for free, go to todaysword.org, click on the big red subscribe button, put in your email address. You're going to get all my notes in your email inbox every day for free. Listen, I love you. God loves you more. This was just the introduction to the series on the parables. The parable, this is going to be a good series, y'all. I hope that you get excited about it. I know I'm excited about it. Open up your heart to receive. Leave me some comments in the chat if this message was a blessing to you, and then share this message right now on your social media, on your timeline, and with your friends. I love you. God loves you more. Have a great day. Greater 
is coming for you. God bless you. If you enjoyed this content and you would like to know more about our ministry or you would like to partner with us in what we're doing in the Caribbean, being a blessing to Haitian children in the Dominican Republic, then please go to ripministries.org. You'll be able to find out more information there. And if you'd like to make a donation, all the donations are tax deductible in the United States. A few months ago, the Lord impressed it upon my heart to set up a coaching and mentorship program. And Isabella and I set that up. And so now we make ourselves available on three different levels for those that want access to us and to learn things about maximizing your potential, increasing your personal productivity and fulfilling your life's purpose. If you're interested in that, go to patreon.com forward slash Rick Pina. And then lastly, the Lord impressed it upon my heart to write several books and journals to help people grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. Please go to rickpina.co if you don't have our material, and there's also apparel there as well. Listen, thank you for being a blessing to us. We pray that our ministry will continue to be a blessing to you.